Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Deuce syndrome, also called myoclonic aesthetic epilepsy, is an epileptic in children that has no known cause. The seizures, which often begin between the ages of 1 and 5, can be frequent and involve the abrupt loss of muscle control, causing the child to fall to the ground, often resulting in injury. Boys are twice as likely as girls to have the syndrome, and the seizures originate from all parts of the brain, which makes controlling them with medication difficult. Our guest today is a woman in Scotland whose son has Deuce syndrome, and the one thing that has helped him is cannabis. Here to tell the story of her son, Murray, is Karen Gray. Karen, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. Karen, when did you first learn there was a problem with Murray? Um, it must have been about age two, and he'd had a seizure. I was my, my his auntie was actually looking after him at the time, and I got a phone call with her in absolute hysterics, saying, "You know, you need you need to come, you need to come now." So obviously, I drove. Um, I was about twenty miles away, and I, I drove very very fast to get to get to her house. And by the time I got there, he was in an ambulance, and I got the, I got told that they think he'd had a seizure. Um, and then it turns out that he, he had had a seizure. Um, there was only one that year, and then the following year he had three. Then they just multiplied up until he was five years old. So in 2017, he had about 12 big tonic-clonic seizures between January and November. Then in the December, he had 12 in that month alone. So then we had to, obviously, back to hospital again, and he got a diagnosis of Deuce syndrome. Well, now, when he was having these seizures, they were multiplying month after month, year after year. They were just getting more and more of them. Was he on medication at all? No. He only started, he got put on medication in the December 2017. Because they were that infrequent, um, you know, they didn't bother with medication up to that point. But when December came, and then he obviously got an EEG, and they said, you know, we really really think he's got Deuce syndrome. We think this is going to get worse. Um, we really need to put him on medication. So that that's when he started on the medication. That must have been uh, a really tough emotional time for you. Well, um, I mean, he'd been having seizures. It was quite, it was really bad that, that he was, they were coming so frequent. But I thought, well, you know, they've, they've got medicine there that, that could help. So let's just try this medicine and see if it, it cuts down the seizures or stops them or helps. You know, Karen, I was reading in uh, the fundraising letter that uh, you posted that he suffered serious and severe side effects. Talk about that. Yeah, well, um, January 2018, it got a lot worse. He, was start- he started having 12 seizures a day. Um, he got put on it was sodium valproate, then they added clobazam, then they added this drug called Kepra. Then they took him off Kepra because it wasn't working. They put him on zanisamide. Nothing really seemed to help. They put him on steroids, and Murray. They put him on steroids for two months, and Murray gained no three months, and Murray gained two stone in weight. And you can imagine a little five-year-old gaining two stone in weight. It was just he 
he just absolutely ballooned. Everything about him, his hands, everything swelled up, his face. I mean, he just looked completely different. And unfortunately, the steroids didn't even help. Um, so that was the, the side effect from that. He started later on that year, they realised that he wasn't producing any red blood cells for some reason. They don't know why. And I'd questioned if it had been, if, you know, if it was one of the medications that he was on. And he got various things done, lumbar punctures, MRIs, you know, to rule out an infection. And then he ended up having to have five blood transfusions um, the second part of that year. And then eventually took him off the drug sodium valprate. And as soon as they, you know, they weaned him off and he came off it, his red blood cells went back to normal immediately. So that drug was obviously flagged up that it had this reaction in Murray because it was quite rare. When your child uh, suffers all of these seizures and is in a near vegetative state, what was the lowest point in all this for you? Oh, I mean, well, the start of 2000, January 2018 wasn't too good because he was in um, non-convulsive status and he was just lying on the bed shaking. You know, he just wasn't with us at all. It was really, really bad. Then they gave him a drug called phenobarbitone and put him into high dependency and he slept for a couple of days. Then when he woke up, he was out of this this, this status. However, he was still having lots and lots of seizures. Um, I'd, I'd started researching cannabis actually right back at the start, the start of 2018. And I'd spoken to a parent over here that I'd went to Holland and got, got it for her son. And she's actually ended up getting an NHS prescription for it over here. And it really, really helped him. So I started reaching out to lots of different people um, and get, gathering more information. And I'd asked over here, you know, when all these drugs that they were giving him weren't working, because he'd actually been given ketamine as well. The, you know, the, the mm. drug ketamine, he was actually given that for a week. It obviously didn't help either. Um, and I thought, you know, why, why can't they give, you know, they give him this cannabis oil? Because um, there's a company over here that make it. And I thought, you know, that this is absolutely ludicrous. This company makes it and ships it out abroad. Why can't we access this here? So later on in that year, we were really, really lucky. And I was so grateful to Murray's Nudo. He actually managed to get to get this drug called Epidiolex for Murray. It happens to be a, a CBD isolate. And by the time we got it, I'd done lots, of re, lots and lots of research. And I thought, you know, this hasn't got THC in it. Is, is this going to work? But we, we tried it because the, the neurologists were backing us 100%. So we he managed to get put on it. And um, yeah. It actually stopped his absences, my clonics, and his drop attacks. He was still having tonic-clonic seizures overnight. But, you know, we were just, he wasn't having any during the day, so it was fantastic. But he was still having loads overnight. The, the side effect, unfortunately, from that, that drug was severe diarrhea. It, it was severe. I mean, it was like five times a day. It was, it was awful. But we put up with it because he wasn't having daytime seizures. So over the course of three months, he was doing really, really well. Then all of a sudden in December, he just started getting really, really, you know, bad again. The, all the seizures were back. And we thought, oh, you know, what's going on? Then by the January 2019, that, that was definitely the lowest point. He was so ill. We'd been on holiday um, down south and we had to phone 999 and get an ambulance to take us to the local hospital. And he was just back in non-convulsive status. He was really bad. So the ambulance then took us back up to Edinburgh. And um, it was a horrendous three months. It was just the worst. He was lying in the hospital bed, couldn't move, couldn't eat, couldn't speak. It was just absolutely, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Um, 
yeah, and at that point, I knew that you know they they weren't going to prescribe this this other Dutch cannabis oil, the THC. So I decided by the start of March that I was just going to go and get it for them myself. And you went over to the Netherlands and got it. Yeah, yeah, I went over to the Netherlands. It was it was actually really stressful. I went over. I found a doctor that would prescribe, but I took all Murray's medical notes with me. Went to the pharmacy. You know, the doctor and the pharmacy advised me how to dose it. And I came back and I started giving it to him when he was in hospital. Um, I got the, the hospital to start reducing the epidiolics because obviously I didn't want to give him too much CBD. And yeah, so I started weaning him on it very, very, very slowly. As I was told, I didn't rush it or anything. Um, yeah, and it just, yeah, it just, he actually got better. But then he went back downhill again. The same thing happened in January. He was really ill got better a week later, went right back into status, back into hospital. And the same thing happened in the end of March when we took him home. So we, we took him back into hospital and I thought, oh no, this, this bed light's not working. It's, you know, it's not going to work. But whenever he got the EEG, the neurologist said, you know, this EEG is just as bad as the one he had in January. It's, it's just as bad. But there was Murray sort of like not lying in a bed in a vegetative state. You know, he was, he was conscious. So I thought, right, okay, this this um, oil is doing something. So we went, I think this was by May, we actually decided just to put them on the extra THC product called Bedica. And by the 7th of June 2019 was the last seizure he, he had. He's not had a seizure since. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's got, isn't it? that's got to be such a relief. It is. It is an absolute relief. I mean, I still live day-to-day like you know are the seizures going to come back is he going to have one but I mean it's incredible because he was in a wheelchair I mean he wore a protective helmet and he was in a wheelchair and he's not needed that you know since last year at all he's not needed the wheelchair or anything you know I I look at those two photographs of him and you can see the difference in him yeah isn't that remarkable I mean, I, yes, I, I, I was just going to mention that, uh, Corey, in January of 2019, he's in a vegetative state and the same lad in May after using cannabis, he looks normal and healthy. I know, I know. It looks like two different children. It's incredible. Just the, the difference was amazing. You know, I didn't, I didn't know if the oils were going to work for Murray. And if, you know, all I could have hoped for was that, you know, the seizures maybe reduced like what happened with epidiolics and hopefully he wouldn't go back into status. That's all I could have hoped for. But for the seizures to just completely stop is is amazing. It's really is absolutely amazing. I mean he's he's back at school, you know, back at school full time or before obviously COVID happened. Um, and he was starting to learn again because he'd regressed quite a lot. But um yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. Just unbelievable the difference. Oh, Karen, that's what I was going to ask you was, what's his cognitive ability like after having all of those seizures? But it's sounding to me like he's doing pretty darn well. Well, yeah, yeah, he's getting there. Before, he obviously started school in the August and then in the December, he got really, really bad. He was actually writing his name before this happened and he's not quite back there yet, but he's de- he's definitely learning. You know, he's there's without a doubt, he's picking up things and he's learning. So it's, yeah, it's all good. How old is good. the little guy? He will be eight um, at the start of August. Wow, he's sure been through a lot in his lifetime. He has, he has. It's oh, uh, it's just it's awful when I think back to you know the cannulas getting put in and I'm screaming 
just to get try to get the IV rescue medication into him. It was just absolutely constant, constant, constant phone and ambulances. And I actually went through. I'm doing this document. It's like a cost analysis because I'm really trying hard to get our NHS to pay for his oils. And I was trying to work out how much it actually cost the NHS while he was really ill to how much it cost them now. And um, it's astounding, actually. There, there's, it's at least £60,000 they, they would have saved if they'd just prescribed me that oil when I'd asked. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I counted as well. He had 242 days in hospital, which is practically a year. And that's over the space of 14 months, 15 months. Yeah. Wow. Now, when, how much cannabis do you give him a day? Not a lot. He gets about 2.01 mils. And that's over the space of, the, he gets it three times a day. He gets it morning and night, and then he gets a little top up of the CBD in the afternoon. So, Karen, is it CBD you're giving him or THC or a combination? Just it's, to a be- co- it's a combination. The, the Vegulite is CBD with a little bit THC in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's still like a sort of illegal uh, THC. It's, I mean, it's very, very small amount. It's like 2% or something, but it's just that added extra in with the, the Vegulite seems to really, really work well. Interesting. Now, when you run out, do you have to go back to the Netherlands and get it renewed? Well, no, no. Um, I think I went over three times and brought it back under the radar. <laughs> it was really stressful. Yeah. The third time I came back, I had about 27 bottles of it on me and walking through border control. It was quite a stress and I wasn't bothered about me getting into trouble. I was more bothered about them taking the oil and Murray not getting it because by the third time, the third month I went, I knew it was helping them. Um, but luckily, an import, I actually did a, a documentary with another lady on the BBC Scotland, um, and it actually showed us going over to Holland and you know getting the oil and stuff. And once it aired, an importer came forward and offered to to bring the oil in for us. So it's it's really really good. He's been bringing it in for us. Um, and I've also got a, a private paediatric neurologist now that started writing prescriptions for the children so everything now is completely legal <laughs> so you you had 27 bottles and you went through <laughs> yeah but you do just, you do what you need to do for your child that's right absolutely yeah i mean it's just crazy it's not like i was carrying through bags of cocaine or heroin you know but if, oh i know but it's medicine for my child that should be prescribed to him you know through the nhs here anyway so, yeah, that, well, it was a very stressful time. <laughs> we don't want the drug lords to hear this. They might recruit you. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> I know, I, I used to laugh about it, you know. Like, oh, it's just crazy, isn't it? Really crazy, the lengths that, that, that we went to. And there's other parents as well that, that have done exactly the same thing in the UK. And it's just crazy that we've had to go to these lengths to get this medicine that's just absolutely helped our kids so much. So... Well, it is crazy in the UK because GW Pharmaceuticals uh, is the one that produces, uh, is the largest cannabis producer in the UK, and uh, cannabis is illegal in the UK. I mean, it's insane. It's stupid. It is. I know. It's crazy. They make Epidiolex and they make Sativex. I mean, Sativex has got a lot of THC in it, and I don't understand why. Epidiolex is, is really, really good. It's... Yeah, CBD, it's great, it helps some people, but why not just make another product like Vegulite, you know, that, that is a whole plant product that has THC in it? Because it's so obvious that it's the THC 
you know, that's really helping Murray a lot. Obviously, the CBD is as well, but <clears throat> it's the whole plant that's helping him. So I don't understand why they won't just make a, a product like that. And I mean, our government as well, oh, the UK government, I mean, it's just ridiculous. There's people over here that are treating things like Crohn's disease and chronic pain and like lots and like MS, lots of different things. They're treating it with um, cannabis that maybe they're growing themselves or whatever. And the police are raiding them and taking away their plants. There was a story here of a, a 79-year-old man that, you know, he's, he, they, they raided his house and took away his plants. And like this this poor man, he's like, you know, he's treating his his illness with cannabis and they're still prosecuting people for it. And it's just, it's so backwards. It really is. It's absolutely shocking. Yeah, really. It really is. It's <clears throat> terrible. Yeah. I know. Especially because, I mean, they changed the law in November 2018 you know, for, for for medical cannabis, basically. So it's a bit hypocritical um, changing the law to admit that, that cannabis is medicinal and still charging people for actually having it that are proven that they're using it for, for their illnesses, like their MS and things. It's, it's absolutely crazy. It's not fair at all. Well, we have a crazy situation here, too, in Canada. Even though it's legal, uh, uh-huh. the police yesterday raided um, a club downtown here in Victoria it's the oldest cannabis buyers club in North America, started in 1996. And the only time it's been raided, I think, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, has been uh, when cannabis was made uh, legal in this country. No, they've been raided a couple times prior to that. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, always, we always, we always won in court. Uh, but yeah, yesterday it was raided. It's been raided twice since since we've been legal in Canada. What was the reasons for raiding it then if it's legal? Well, here's the thing, Karen. The government wants you to buy their product, which is mm. subgrade and far overpriced. Mm, that's not right, is it? No. <laughs> no. No, no, no not, not at all. No. So little no, Mur- little Murray is uh, is on a, a, a combination of THC and CBD. Yes, aha, uh-huh. yes, did, yes. Did the doctor in the Netherlands recommend this particular product? I, whenever I went over to see him, um, I'd obviously explained that I'd I'd done a wee bit of research on it and thought it could help, and he's obviously prescribed it to to people over there, and yeah, so he prescribed it thinking it would help. No, Karen, Karen you know, go ahead, Corey. Okay, thank you. Um, one of the things that w- we've seen uh, with children with seizures, where their seizures are being controlled with CBD, just a, sort of a heads up on this, is often as they enter puberty, they mm-hmm. start seizing more. And if you add a little bit of THC in, just calms it right down again. Ah, right, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, with puberty as well, hopefully I've got a long time to go for that, but, um, yeah, I think, obviously, with weight increases and things as well, we'd really need to keep an eye on that for for a higher dose and watch out for seizures, yeah. Yeah, will Murray ever outgrow this? Yeah, well, this is a thing he could do. Deuce syndrome is a childhood form of epilepsy. Mm -hmm. So we've been told that he could outgrow it, which would just be amazing. Um, Or, you know, he could outgrow it and not have seizures, or he could 
outgrow it but still have seizures, but it wouldn't be sort of fitting in the category of Deuce syndrome. It wouldn't be as severe. So we just don't know. It's a case of just waiting to find out what, what happens. Mm. Now, is there much, uh, maybe I missed this when you were talking about the THC, is there, are you giving him much THC? Not at all. Um, the ratio that he's on is like a 20 to 1. So it's, 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 really, not, it's really not very mm-hmm. strong at all. Yeah. Negligible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The seeing, I mean, people have to see the pictures of him to really appreciate how he's advanced by the use of cannabis. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really is incredible. I mean, I've, I've tried the, the THC that he's taken and it did absolutely nothing. Nothing at all to me. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just, you sound just, disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but I just I wanted to make sure you know, but not. He's never had any side effects from it. He's definitely never been high from it at all. You know, he's let's it's just it's incredible. It really is. It blows my mind actually. Well, it's nice to see uh, him starting to uh, mature somewhat, uh, and those those pictures really accentuate the fact that uh, cannabis is helping him. Have you, you talked to uh, other parents whose ch- uh, children or child has Deuce syndrome as well? Yes, actually. Yeah, I've got two quite close friends. Um, their, their boys have Deuce. Actually, in 2018, um, in the May, we actually fundraised and went over to Holland because I was. this is before we had Epidiolex. I was determined that, that we were going to get you know, this, this bedroom oil to help our boys. But whenever we were there, it's when I actually got a phone call from my neurologist to say, you know, come home, I've managed to get Epidiolex for Murray. So I sat with the girls and talked to them and they sort of like said, you know, you have to go back. If they're going to give you this, this, you have to go back and you have to, you know, do it under neural supervision. So, yeah, that that's yeah that's what happened. But one of the other boys has now got Epidiolex, but the other wee boy, lives in England and she is still fighting to get her son Epidiolex even like two years later he's still not got it isn't this ridiculous it's it's really it's just we'll know. give you all these chemical drugs that are really going to screw you up but we're not going to let you give your child a plant yep I know I mean this other this other wee boy got offered VNS and his mum took it you know VNS surgery where the implant is it's um where, where you know we're the VNS where they try and stop the seizures, they trigger something in your body, yeah, and um, you know they, they were they were offering her that rather than like even epidiolex, which is just absolutely crazy. It's just uh, really annoying. So, Karen, do you do the doctors in Scotland know what you're doing uh, with Murray? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they knew from the very start. I told them I didn't. I didn't hide anything at all from them. I wanted them to know. They obviously couldn't help me. They couldn't support me. You know, I was all on my own doing it. Um, and even now, you know, they they admit that it, it's obviously helping them. But they say because there's been no UK trials, they don't know if I'm doing Murray long-term damage by giving them THC. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is really, it's like, re- well, really crazy yeah. because uh, they don't know the long-term damage of some of the drugs that uh, they were prescribing, Murray. Yeah, exactly. Plus the fact they've not done trials, so how do they know that you know I could be causing them long-term damage? They're basing their figures on you know adolescents that are smoking really, really high, like skunk and stuff, 
for mm-hmm. like you know for long periods of time it's not the same thing it's the thc is so minimal as i said i tried it and it didn't do anything at all to me so but it, obviously it's it seems to be helping murray so much and many others well, even in the States, you know, where you can buy CBD derived from hemp in 7-Elevens, for crying out loud, and it's really <laughs> crap stuff, let me be clear. But even even the States where they um, still have cannabis as a Schedule One drug... You're allowed to have you're allowed to have three percent THC in this hemp CBD. So, wow. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> so Karen, if you uh, are you a cannabis user yourself? I'm not. No, actually, not. Um, not for many years. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe occasionally, but not not very often. <laughs> Karen Gray. She doesn't use <laughs> cannabis, but she smuggles it. <laughs> exactly. I know. If you could, if I could tell my my what my my eighteen year old self, you know, <laughs> to look forward, right. I'd be just thought, "Are you kidding?" You know, <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh God! Crazy. When we were eighteen, we tried anything, didn't we? Oh, I mean that's it. Kid, kids, they will. You know, you will. You want to experiment with things, and it's it's better just to have things legal or say so it's safer, so that things are. You know, there's more education out there, and things are tested rather than some like kids that are taking like ecstasy and things like that, and getting really ill and going to hospital and they're too scared to say, you know, their pals are too scared to say what they've had. I mean, that's just crazy. Just do something about it so it's safer for people that actually want to do want to do things like that because kids will be kids and they will, they will do things and they will try things. So just make it safer. There's so many people in society today still who believe that cannabis is an evil drug. And <laughs> Corey has stories. Oh. Corey has many stories about people who won't take cannabis because it's illegal. But the interesting thing is, I, I believe anyway that there is really a role for education to play in this. People have to be educated, but the government doesn't promote education. It just promotes using the regulated cannabis outlets here in Canada where it's legal and not educating mm-hmm. the public. They, people say that uh, there aren't enough studies done. And we've talked to uh, Nathan Russo in uh, Washington State who said there are thousands and thousands of studies done on cannabis. The question is, how many studies do you want? And I think it all boils down to money. The pharmaceutical companies Yay. supply the politicians, and the politicians do the bidding for the pharmaceutical companies. And therefore, because mm-hmm. cannabis can take their profits away, cannabis is going to be made very, very difficult to uh, purchase in the right amounts for people to benefit. And I think it's wonderful, yeah. that, wonderful that you've, uh, you've got Murray on this, and uh, hopefully he will grow out of it. And I hope so, yeah. But if he doesn't, then at least you know there's there's something there that that could keep helping him. So, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, Karen, it was great to to tell Murray's story. Is there anything you want to say in conclusion? Um. Well, I mean, yeah. Over here in the UK, the NHS just will not pay for the oils. There's two children that have an NHS prescription for the very same oils and there's a big massive group of us that are campaigning 
to try and get the NHS to pay for our children's oils. Um, so we've all actually got fundraising pages out there as well that if people can donate and they want to help, that would be fantastic. It's costing it's costing us £1,400 every month to um, to to buy these oils. It's just it's, it's crazy considering how much money we're actually saving the NHS by keeping our children well. Wow. Just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now, your fundraising page, how can people find that? Um, well, there's a, I've got Murray's page on Facebook, and I've also got Twitter as well, um, so it, it's on there. Murray's page on Facebook, excellent. That's where I yeah. found you, yeah. Yes, yeah, you that, did. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it was wonderful to talk to you, and uh, Murray's going to grow up to be a strong young man. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Karen, Thank thanks, very very, thanks very much for doing this. Thank you. Lovely talking to you. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye. We'd like to thank all our listeners for their support to Cannabis Health Radio. We greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on our website, and you can make a one-time donation for... uh, any amount you want, and also on Patreon, a monthly donation for as little as five bucks a month. And uh, we'd also like you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to hit 10,000 by the end of the summer, 10,000 subscribers, and if we can do that, we'd greatly appreciate it. So send it out, uh, Cannabis Health Radio, to your friends. Ask them to subscribe. And also don't forget our Facebook page, Cannabis Health Radio. And we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 99.9% of our DNA is identical. It's a 0.1% that truly makes us different and unique. And that's what the show is about. Find out that 0.1% about your favorite guests. Find out what music they like their first cannabis experience, and even what their room looked like growing up. But more importantly, or as important, their journey. Learn what makes them unique on Everything is Personal.